promise. Yes, he is. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Nothing can come in between us and his amazing, unfailing love. And with a little bit of faith, with a little bit of faith, we can experience God's miracles. Whether it's turning mourning into dancing or turning graves into gardens. i 
what a pick me up. Still in your hands This is my comfort 
overflow living stones thank you for coming here today being here with being here with us please say hello welcome your christian family welcome to church morning good morning oh my goodness how are you man this has been a while since we've been up here together it's been too long your beard's longer than the last time i saw you it's true man there's probably a squirrel like hiding in there or something yeah 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 fired up no i'm just jealous i mean i wish i could grow like this man but you know it is what it is i god gave me an extra foot so we're good we're good no anyway anyway good morning how's everybody doing today are you fired up Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Oh, should we talk about tithes and offerings? What do you think? We should. We should. Let's do that. And you know what? I was thinking about this this morning and praying, and, and we all know this scripture, but I'm going to go to Proverbs 3, and it's 9 and 10, and it, scripture tells us to honor the Lord with our wealth and the first fruits of our harvest. And that first fruits is a really, really important word because, and we say this all the time up here, but the church, God, he doesn't need our money. Right. But he desires our heart. Amen. And that's why that word first fruits is so important because he desires us to honor him first and our heart to be with him first. Because he only asks for that word tithe, right? right. He asks for 10% uh-huh. and he gives us the 90%. Come on. And it's, you know, we say this all the time, but he could do so much more with that 90% than we could ever do with the 100. That's right. Amen. But I want to jump into one more thing on that because what it says is there's a promise that comes when we tithe. Mm. And that promise is that our barns will be filled with plenty and our vats will, will overflow with new wine. Mm, come and on. the promise that God gives when we do give of our first fruits is that he will bless us. And I believe it says abundantly. Come on. And that comes in so many different forms. So when you consider tithe, when you consider offering, let that be of your first fruits and let it honor God with your heart saying, God, this is first. Amen. 
Come on. All right, let's, let's pray and as we prepare our tithes and offerings. Father God, we just thank you so much that you care, that you teach us these principles. God, that we learn your heart of generosity. And so, God, I pray, Lord, as we give this morning, that you unlock something in us. Unlock a passion. God, unlock a fervency and unlock a fruitfulness like we've never experienced before. And so, God, we give it all to you this morning. And as an act of worship, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm, dude, I'm so pumped for today. Uh, we, do we, we've got some new people in the house. I know we do. And so welcome. We're so glad that you're here. You are our VIP guest. So please go see us at the back. As you're going out the door, there's that welcome table there. They have a gift for you. We'd love to get your information to stay connected. And uh, we just love you. We're, we're excited that you're here. Hey, you know, I'm going to call a couple people out that aren't new, but I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. I see Dave. I see Sal. I'm Some excited to see noobs. you guys back. We miss yeah. you guys. Yeah. The old noobs are the best. Come on. Come on. For those of you watching online, thanks for joining us. We're excited that you're here too, that you're here or here or here or wherever you're watching from, one of those cameras. And, uh, but it, it, has it been exciting? We, we got our lower thirds and everything on there. Have you got... Online people, I hear you shouting right now. You're excited to see the lyrics and all those things on there. We got all of our techie geniuses back there making stuff happen, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, but we would love for you to follow us on social media and be a part of everything that we yeah. got going on. Yeah, do it. Get on, get on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and, and make sure you're following us. We got, we got youth this week. We got some things going on. Are there any youth here? We got some youth here. Oh, Come on. A little bit louder. Yeah, youth yes. is on Tuesday, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Come on. Mama Jen's house, I believe. That's right. Middle school and high school. Middle school and high school. You guys want to be there? You don't want to miss it? Um, it's good stuff. We Parents, also have... you like getting rid of your kids, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's like the best. Amen? So send them to youth. And with that, we've got youth summer camp coming up also, July 24th through the 28th. It's a $50 deposit for all the campers, and we need that by February 13th. Say February 13th. February 13th. February 13th. You can register online, and so make sure you get your kids sent to camp. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Amen. Amen. So excited about that. Other thing we got going on this week is Thursday, Sisterhood. Ooh, where's the ladies at? There they are. There they, I'm pretty sure that was Crawford screaming over there. No, it wasn't. It was his wife. We know. We know, Emily. So anyway. Because she's going to get a break from Crawford for a few hours. That's it. That's why she, she was so loud. My goodness. It's okay, buddy. Like counseling, we can do that for you. We love so, you. So that's but, 630. If you guys don't have the details it, get them. and you're not in the church center at sign up, church center app. in the church center app. Yeah. All the details. You mean we should all be on the church center app? We should all be Even on the if we're not app. going to ladies night. Yeah. Even if we're not doing get away with it. No. The bearded lady? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Goodness gracious, I don't know if we can handle that. Well, we love being connected, we love being a part, and just like Pastor Keith said, get the Church Center app. And then also, if you'd like to be more connected, you want to come and serve and be a part of it. So we have our groups and we have our teams, right? So we want you to be a part of a group, get a, be a part of our, our men's and women's groups. I know Rooted's been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And Rooted is your transportation into a life group, right? Into, into hanging out with people that you know. And, and so keep your ears and eyes open for the next Rooted if you want to be a part of a life group. That's a great way to get connected. But until then, men's and women's groups are the best way to do it. And serving. And what time serving. should they and come serving. if they're serving? They can come at 8 a.m. 8 a.m.? We meet here at You mean we can come to church two hours early? 
Oh my gosh! But they get to see you and I. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's, really. I mean, we should at, charge them for that. You can that. come at eight o'clock and you can spend more time. Oh with this. my goodness! Ask that's, Heather. She loves it. She gets all the time with this. Yes. That. If you're having trouble growing facial hair, come at eight a.m. That's where re- real men are made. But, so, and women. He's not ready that for don't this, want a beard. But I'm going to hit on something else related yeah. to Rooted. Okay. Because Rooted this week was about prayer. That's right. And whether you're in a Rooted group or not, the importance of prayer, and I think the groups learned yesterday in this prayer experience that the, the importance of prayer. So if you're not part of Rooted, I would encourage you still to seek God and pray, but I'm going to ask you to do something specific if prayer is unfamiliar for you. Mm. There is something coming up with the Slave Free Project, and there's yeah, a big search come coming up. And what they need is for us to be praying. Prayer warriors. So I'm actually going to point you to a Facebook page that's called The Slave Free Project. And you can go out there because we are asking people to commit to pray for an hour. I know it seems like a long time for for an hour. Mm -hmm. So we're asking people to sign up, take an hour slot, 24 hours a day we're trying to cover for 10 days. But the incredible importance of that, I don't think, I don't think even I Mm. comprehend so if you're part of Rooted, if you're not part of Rooted, if you're learning to pray, mm. if that sounds daunting, seriously, go sign up, pray, because not only will you get to do one of the greatest things we can do to support that group that's going to rescue girls, Come on. it will change you, mm. because you will start to hear from God differently, and sitting and praying for an hour, you think, what do I have to say? That's can right. I listen that long? Come on. He will, he will come and meet you right that's where right. you're at, that's so you right. don't want to miss that, don't miss that opportunity. Yes, come on, come on, thank you, Pastor Keith. Oh my goodness, who is ready to get in their word this morning? Oh my gosh, look to your neighbor and say, man, I'm ready. Oh my gosh, the enthusiasm is just, it's killing me today, it's killing me, you guys. All right, for the people online, we love you, we're glad you're watching. Jeff Janan, love you, dude, I know you're preaching today too. We're going to pray for you in just a second, pray for, your, pray for your word that you're bringing at your church. Phil Norman, love you, man. Carrie Bush, I know we've got uh, some people watching from Texas, the Carlson family. Uh, Lynette Lawson, love you. Oh my gosh, Jared, I love you, dude. You're amazing. Thank you for serving our country and being a part of our church. Amen. We've got so many cool people watching online. I wonder if, I don't see my mother-in-law in here. She is, she's traveling, so she's up, up north. So text her right now and say, get on church. You need this. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If she gets all those texts at the same time, I don't know what will happen. But anyways, we're glad that you're on here today. And where are my paper Bible people at? We got some paper Bibles today? Oh, that's a little one. That's cute. Oh, you got flowers on yours? Wow. Oh, my. You guys have the same one. Twinsies. Twinsies. You almost had the same one as the girls. That's awesome. Come on, dude. That's amazing. So cool. Well, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 17, and that's where we're going to spend most of the morning today. And while you're turning there, do I have some electronic Bible people today? Oh, my goodness. You can follow along in the Version Bible app. I have all my notes in there for you. Um, go into the More button on the bottom right corner. Click on events and then look up Livingstone's Church and all my notes are in there for you. And so we'll have some fun today. All right. Ah, is anybody in 1 Samuel chapter 17? We're going to start in verse 32. And as you're, as you're flipping a couple pages to make sure on verse 32, I was, uh, I was working on some stuff. So Chelsea, you, have, you probably haven't seen Chelsea in a little while. She, you're like, where did she go? Like, you don't have to worry about our marriage. 
Um, she's in children's ministry. That's what she's doing. So Chelsea had it on her heart to really take our children's ministry to a new level. So I'm excited about that. And speaking of that, we're going to be having a, a children's team um, luncheon very soon. And so be, keep your eyes and ears open for that as well, because um, I'm excited about that. Um, but speaking of new things, can I, can I get the mules to come up here? Yes. This is, this is Brad and Danny Mules. Yes, absolute champions. Lift up a shout for these guys. Come on. I love that you didn't even wait for your breath at the stairs. That's okay. Get over there. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Oh, my goodness. I want to introduce you to our new creative arts leaders. Come on. Come on. Now, creative arts consists of our worship team, our tech team, our streaming team, so the people streaming online. And so they are, they're the ones making all of this beautiful. I don't know if you can see some of these things, but you can see the logo stuff in the bottom and on the top. And I don't know, I don't know why we didn't put the filter that like takes 25 pounds off, but we're working on that. Uh, but no, I'm so excited. These guys are incredible. And, and can we just pray for them as they taking on this, this challenge and exciting challenge of leading this team? And if you're interested in any of those areas, come and see them. But let's pray for them. Father God, we just thank you so much for Brad and Danny Mules. God, we thank you for who you've called them to be. And God, I pray, Lord, that you'd remind them that they are more than servants. They are son and daughter of the true king. And so God, I pray, Lord, that their work ethic be awesome but their relationship with you be even better. And God, that they'd be finding their strength straight from heaven as you pour into them so that they can pour out. So God, we bless them and we thank you for them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. You're incredible. Amazing. Look at that stuff. I mean, Danny created that cool logo. I, I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she does it. She's amazing. If you want to know how she does it, go see her and be a part of the team. So Chelsea's in kids ministry, right? You know what that means for me? That means I have more work during the week because I have to create things that are going to create you know, interest for kids. I have to cut out pictures and all these things for children's ministry. It's so much fun. Um, she, so she came to me and she says, I, I have this idea I want to show the kids. And, and in the, I think it's in the elementary room. Um, they're, they're learning this right now as we speak. She took a, a, a straw and she said, Here, here's what happens when, you, when you're in the world and, and it, it kind of stretches you and pushes you in all these different places. And, and then she said, and I need something that I can stick in the straw that will make it to where you can't bend it. And I was like, okay, what can I think of for that? And so I took one of, our, one of our, our stands for our church signs and I'm like, I can cut a piece of that wire, right, that, that thick stuff that you know to stick it in the ground. I could cut a piece of that and stick it in there and then she wouldn't be able to bend it. So I went to go do that. And so they're learning the power of God makes it to where you're, you, you, can, you can withstand a lot more pressure. But I went to go do that, and I, I took some side cutter pliers. Anybody use side cutter pliers? It would not cut this thing, right? It's like, it is way too strong. I'm going to ruin these side cutter pliers. So you know what I did is I, of course, power tools are better, right? Yeah, power tools are better. So my boys are sleeping in bed last night, and I pull out my sawzall with... with with the metal blade on it, you know, and I stick it in the vise, and I'm like, this is going to be awesome, right? And I stick it on there, and then this whole thing, it like rattled the whole thing, because it's, it's a sawzall. It's, it's not very clean, right, how it does things. So all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Chelsea's like, oh my gosh, are you going to cut yourself or hurt yourself? But anyways, 
No one was injured in the middle of making the things for children's ministry. But I tell you what, it did cut that thing, and I was able to get it for the kids. So give a shout for the Lord for power tools. Anyway, you guys are so obliging. I appreciate that. It, it, sometimes it's having the right tool or having the right weapon that makes the difference in a battle, right? I'm sitting there battling that thing, and it's not cutting. And Get a different tool, a different, different weapon, and I can cut that just fine. So tell your neighbor, today's message is titled, Work Your Weapons. Work your weapons. Come on, work your weapons. Get in that Bible app, be following along. You can take notes and stuff in there, and it saves it for you, so you can keep all of that for later, which is pretty awesome. And we are in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 32. Are you ready? Yes. All right. For the rest of you, verse 32. Are you ready? Yes. There we go. Okay. Oh, man, I was wondering if we were going to have church today. Um, we'll see what happens. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. Oh, man, who likes David and Goliath? It's one of my favorites, one of my favorites. And I love that David, he's just this little kid, and he's in, he's in Saul's office, right? He's in the king's office. And, and uh, he says, don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Verse 33, this is, this is what happens to most of us when we have a great idea. When we go, honey, I think I got an idea. Here it goes. Verse 33, don't be ridiculous. That, your wife doesn't say that to you? Okay, well, pray for me, pray for me, because I have a lot of ridiculous ideas, as you couldn't tell when I'm using power tools to cut small things, but anyway. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. Verse 34, but David persisted. Somebody say persisted. David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal the lamb from the flock, I go after it. How many of you would go after it? I don't even know if I had a machine gun if I would go after a lion and a bear. They get adrenaline. There goes Justin. That's it. I go after it with a club. Oh, Lord. This kid's crazy. I go after it with a club. And rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. Oh my gosh, I love the Bible. Does anybody love the Bible? Rated R Bible. Goodness gracious, just club it to death. I mean, I just, I just see David like the punisher in this moment. Just like, just tearing it up, right? Verse 36. I have done this to both lions and bears and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. For he has defied the armies of the living God. Verse 37, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. He's probably thinking, we just need this crazy guy to go away. And a really quick way to do that is send him to Goliath. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Come on, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you're going to speak through your word this morning, that you're going to share with us some things that are going to help us to fight some giants in our life. God, give us some tools. Give us some weapons of warfare so that we can win the battles that we're up against. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody say, God's got this. God's got this. You know, as we, as we kind of travel with David and we're sitting in the office of Saul, I don't know about you, but I didn't like sitting in the principal's office when I was a kid. It usually wasn't for a, a good reason. Are you with me? Like, I didn't do something. I did something that I shouldn't have done. Are you with me? I, kids, I, you know, I'm not perfect. I, did, I know what detention looks like. 
Um, it's, it's true. Come on. Come on. We got some troublemakers in the house. Some real people. We have real people at this church. God's got this. He did it before, and he'll do it again. See, David, David's faith is so huge right here because he's seen God move. He's sitting in Saul's office. Everybody, everybody that's out there fighting the battle right now against the Philistines is shaking in their boots every time that Goliath comes out and taunts them. Every time they're going, they're, as soon as he'd start talking, they'd start running backwards like, oh goodness, this big huge man is going to take us down. But you see, David, David was there when the bear came. He didn't get to go, he didn't go to one of his brothers and say, there's a bear, can you help me? Right? He didn't, he didn't, when the lion started roaring at him, he, he wasn't like, daddy, daddy, um, I can't do this right now because there's a lion out there eating all of our lambs. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He went after it. Come on. I'm, I'm going to show you how you can get after some of the stuff that's after you. Amen? Oh, goodness. Do you know how scared that stuff will be of you when you start getting after it? Oh, man. It, it roars, and it tries to take the things that belong to us. But all of a sudden, if we start to remember and we realize who God is in our life and the power that He puts inside of us, all of a sudden we get after it instead of it getting after us. Amen? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God did it before and He'll do it again. Joshua 1.9 says, This is my command. It must be important. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Come on, somebody say be strong and courageous. Tell your neighbor because they need some encouragement right now. Tell them be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is why David walks into the office like, I can take him. Let me do it. I'll take him. And he's like, bro, like, this guy's been like a warrior since like he, I mean, he eats things that are bigger than you. Like, this is probably not the best. I mean, did you, did you hear about his spear? It's like the size of a weaver's beam. I mean, it's, that's in the Bible. You've got to read that part. I, I've always wondered. I'm like, man, what's a weaver's beam look like? You know, it's just this big old, a weaver's beam. Anyway, have any weavers in here? Probably not the way they do it. Be strong and courageous. All of a sudden, David walks in there. He's like, no, I know how big my God is. I know how big my God is. Why hasn't anybody else stepped up yet? What are we doing here shaking in our boots when we know that the living God, the power of the living God runs through our veins? How many of us are battling something right now and giving it all the credit, shaking in our boots? Oh, my gosh, these, this financial trouble that we're in, I don't know if I'll ever get out of it. Right? That, that job issue that I'm having, oh, I don't know if I can handle it. All, all the, the family drama, goodness gracious, I might as well just go back and sit down. Somebody, the power inside of you. Be strong and courageous. Come on, be strong and courageous. The battle ahead of you is already won. It's already won. It's already done. Do I have any Cliff Notes readers? No? We don't have honest people in this church. You know, for you new people, everybody who's not raising their hand is dishonest. They, they've never read Cliff Notes. Never done it, right? I, I made it through school through those types of things, right? Are you with me, right? I was like, oh my gosh, what, what happened to, you know, Uncle Tom's cabin? We're going to figure this out right now, right? I've read the end of the book, you guys. We win. 
We win. Did anybody hear me? We win. We win. You read the end of the book, you win. It's already done. Some of you won't even read a book until you've read the end of it, right? Is it going to be worth it? I don't know if I'm going to like this book. Oh, okay. Well, he gets the girl at the end. I'll start this book and try it out, right? Are you with me? Come on. Is, is there going to be a battle? Is he going to win? I want to I see that. I want to know that. Here's the first point this morning. Where are my note takers at? Do we have some notebooks out there? Come on. Come on. Got some notes. Taking notes. Good, good, good. Here's point number one. I will take courage because God is with me. I will take courage because God is with me. He, he, he promises he'll never leave or forsake you. Never. That means if you don't feel him, he's still there. He's still there whether we acknowledge him or not. Hey, right when we're in the middle of our sin, he's still there. He loves you. He's going, son, daughter, it's not the best that I have for you. But I'm not going to let you fall. I'm not going to let you fail. You're going to be okay. I'm still here to pick you up when you ask. Are you with me? Amen? Come on, somebody shout amen. amen. Somebody shout come on. Because here's, here's the truth right here. You are not going into this battle unequipped. We're facing some battles out there. We're not going into this battle unequipped. How do I know that? How do I know that? Because I'm sitting in Saul's office. And I'm like, bring me that Philistine. I'll take him. Are you with me? When we got here this morning, when we got here at 8 a.m., we gathered in a big circle like this to get ready to set up and, and set up church and build church together. And, and I said, hey, does anybody have some prayer requests? Because I'm in the mood to kill some devils. Are you with me? Come on. Because God has given you the power and authority over the principalities and powers of this earth. All of a sudden, when depression comes and walks through your door, you can tell it how big your God is. Are you with me this morning? Oh, my goodness. I chugged some of my coffee just before I got up here. It's going to be a good day. You are not facing your giants alone. See, David, David's ready to take them on. Because he was out in that field, and the bears and the lions came. And most of us would feel pretty alone in that moment. Come on. When, when 2019 ended and 2020 happened, here comes the lion. Here comes the bear. Here we are in 2022, still working through the, the two weeks to slow the spread. Right? Anybody remember those things, right? And we're sitting there going, the, the lion and the bear, but God is still with us. He's still with us in the middle of it all. He's still with us when we were mistreated. He's still with us when things went wrong, when we got that diagnosis. He's still with us. He's still good, Amen. Come on, somebody lift up a shout for the Lord. You can take courage because God is with you in this battle. He's with you in this battle. When you're sitting in Saul's office, maybe Saul's office looks different to a lot of us. Saul's office might be around, around your in-laws. Come on. I know you have awesome in-laws like I have awesome in-laws. Hopefully she's watching now. I've got awesome in-laws. But some, some people's in-laws are not that great. Some of your spouse's in-laws pretty much suck, right? Are you with me, right? You're like, oh, it's my family. You know, it is what it is. Are you with me? Saul's office might look different there. Maybe taking courage is still loving even though you're being mistreated. Even though you're being accused of things. 
It's stepping up and stepping into what God's called you to do. Maybe we've been praying for so long for families, right? We're praying for people's families. You might be the spearhead of your family, the first Christian of your family, first person to give their life to the Lord for real versus just attending church. Come on, somebody. And when they start seeing changes in you, why are you going to that that rooted thing every week for 10 weeks? Oh, my gosh. Ten whole weeks, one day, goodness gracious. And men's group and women's group. You're going to all these things. Who are you? What's going on? And youth group. Oh, my. Why don't we just throw everything? Are we going to do anything with our lives? Come on. Oh, we laugh, but it's true, isn't it? It's true. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Do we remember a year and a half ago when nobody was busy? Come on. It's amazing how sports started back up, get the kids back in school, and now I'm too busy for Jesus. Hello. Hello. See, when we go into battles without God, no wonder we're failing. No wonder we're failing. God's in the middle of your marriage issues. When you were yelling at each other, He was still there. When you made a bad choice, a poor decision to hurt your spouse, He's still there. Listen, God can get you through this, but you have to decide that you're going to let him into the battle with you. You see, David was so confident because he'd gone to battle with Jesus before. He'd seen this before. I grabbed him by the jaw. Now listen, the last thing I'm going to grab a lion by is his jaw. Are you with me? Right? That's not going to, I might grab the tail for like a split second but I'm probably not going to grab He grabbed him by the jaw and clubbed him to death. He's like, have you seen the teeth of the fish? They're not as bad as the lion. He's just a big, big oaf, right? Big guys fall hard, right? Come on. Come on. Big guys, you know what I'm talking about. There's a long way to fall, a lot of gravity to, 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 to create some momentum. And, but God did it once. He can do it again. Let's go to verse 38. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. It seems like a great idea to go, go to battle with a warrior and you've never worn armor before. I can't go in these things, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. Not used to them. You're just too skinny, bro. You can't even walk around in that thing used to them. So David took them off again. He packed up five smooth stones from from a stream and put them in his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. I wonder what Saul was thinking in that moment. Like, we're just just giving a sacrifice. (laughs) Please take this one. (laughs) There goes that kid. Jesse, I hope you didn't need more kids, you know. Hope he's got another brother who can take care of the sheep because this one's done. Right? Come on. But he was confident. He was confident. You know, a lot of us try to put on the armor of this world and it lets us down. All of a sudden, we're, we're taking on these different things that, that have been spoken to us. We've been given advice by different people, and, and they're saying, you should do it this way, or you should do it that way. You know, here's the 10 steps to having the best life you can possibly have. 
can I give you one step? You know, I'm, I told you, I, I cheated in school a lot. Are you with me? I, I like to get it done faster. Are you with me? Like, like, like if there was a, 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 an eight-minute abs, I was looking for the seven-minute abs. Are you with me, right? Obviously, I never found it, but we're, we're still looking. The search continues. One step, one step is taking Jesus to battle with you. I don't need all these other things. All these suggestions, all these things. Now, I'm not... Listen, the Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. So I'm not saying don't take counsel from anybody but the Bible, okay? Because there's a lot of great things out there, great, great tools and great ways to, to get where you need to go and great coping mechanisms and great ways to overcome your fear. But I've got to be honest with you, all of them are biblical. All of them. Like, you, you want to have the best business you possibly have? Here, here's your business plan right here. Read God's Word. Let Him speak to you. Let Him show you what's next. You want to have the best marriage possible? It's right here. Here's, the, here's your marriage manual. If you pull this thing out, it will save your marriage. Are you with me? Are you with me? It's not, it's not the 10-step program. Are, uh, now, don't get me wrong. If you're in a 10-step program, finish. Finish, okay? Finish. Get those tools because you'll be able to use them to help other people later. But in the middle of it, the true power is found in Jesus. The true power. See, we try to fight a God-ordained battle with worldly wisdom. Woo! Bringing the wrong tools, the wrong weapons to a God-ordained battle. See, in a God-ordained battle, it doesn't have to make sense. A God-ordained battle, when God speaks to you, He whispers to you and He tells you, go, do this. And you're like, I'm not equipped. He wouldn't ask you to do it if you weren't equipped. He wouldn't ask you to go if you weren't ready. You're ready because He's speaking to you. If God says, the very God whose earth we're standing on or sitting on right now, the very one who created all things, says you're ready. Guess what? You're ready. You're ready. I don't have all the right words. I'm not well spoken. I've been waiting to lose 75 pounds for the last 10 years and it hasn't happened yet. You're ready right now. Just the way that you are, just the way that you've got it broken, abandoned, messed up, wherever you're at, you're ready because God said that you're ready. Amen? Amen. We can't fight a God-ordained battle with worldly wisdom. When God gave us His power and His Holy Spirit to bring down the forces of darkness. Come on. God gave us His power and His Holy Spirit to bring down the forces of darkness. Why can a little kid walk in and say, I can take this Philistine? I don't, I don't even need your armor. I got, the, I got, my, I got my fanny pack with f- five little rocks in there. I'm ready. Now, if your kid came and said, like, I, let me do this, what would you tell him? little worldly wisdom? Don't do it. That's, that's a dumb idea. This is not going to end well. I, I don't even have fuel or uh, funeral expenses set aside. I... Well, let's get life insurance before we send you. Are, you. are you with me, right? Worldly wisdom. It's like let somebody else do that who's more trained, who knows better, who's got it all figured out. When the real question should be, did Jesus tell you to do that? Because I don't care if you're equipped, if you have all the right tools and Jesus didn't tell you to go, that's scarier than if you don't have all the right tools and Jesus told you to go. Because if Jesus told you to go, you're ready. But if Jesus didn't tell you to go, you need to go seek Him first. Are you with me? Seek Him first. I'm not saying just jump out and do anything. But when the Lord speaks, move. Move. 
You don't need to be ready at that point. Oh, I got what I need. If God said go, I can go. But if you've been working your whole life towards something and God hasn't said go, I wonder if we're climbing the wrong ladder only to find we're at the wrong building. Have to get off that corporate ladder. Come on. Have to climb all the way down. Has anybody had to do that recently? A career change because maybe you didn't get a a, a shot? Come on. Listen, the things of this world, the wisdom of this world will will fall around you all the time. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to work out. But I tell you what, when you sit in the presence of God and you sit with Jesus and you're sitting at His feet and you're saying, Creator, Maker of all things, who do you say that I am? And when He says, oh, I want you to be a public speaker, you're like, nah, nah. I, I'm too scared to talk in front. I can't even have a regular conversation with somebody without getting nervous. Are you with me? Come on. Does anybody feel that? You won't even raise your hand. You're too nervous. You're like, he's probably going to call me up here and make me talk in front of people. Right? But listen, if God said, it doesn't matter what everyone else says. It doesn't matter what everyone else says. What if they say it, it won't work? If God said, it doesn't matter what everyone else says. It doesn't matter. My dad, I was telling our men's group this week, we had, we had a great time, I was telling our men's group how when I was 19, I started my first business and, and uh, I got to spend a lot of time with a bunch of different multimillionaires and, and my, my dad at the time, he was like, oh, don't get into the internet business, don't do that stuff, you know, it's, it's dot bomb, not dot com, you know, like this is not going to work for you and you're, you're too shy and you're too, too reserved, you'll never make it. Now he was just looking out for me, I I had five stones, and I said, I'm going to tackle this Goliath of starting my own business, and I can, I can do this. And he said, don't do it, son. It's not going to work out for you. And so I did it anyway. I did it anyway because I felt like God told me to do it. I felt like God told me to do it. And you know what? I got so many experiences. I failed so many times. Do I have any failures in the room? Come on. Has anybody failed in this place? Oh my gosh, who, do you, who in here has failed the most? You are the most successful person in the room. There's no question about it. Because if you failed the most, you're learning the most. Are you with me? Do you know Michael Jordan missed more shots than anybody else? Because he had to become the best. And if you don't take the shot, you can't, you can't get better. He missed a lot of game-winning shots that he was supposed to make that they counted on him for. But he missed. How many of us wouldn't even take the shot because we don't want, what if anybody sees me? What if, what if I'm out here and I, I, they're all counting on me and I fail them? Come on. You see, I went and started that business and, and became pretty successful. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting on the fantails of yachts, hanging out with people, going all over the world, watching, watching guys pay cash for a Ferrari, doing all these things. I remember this one guy, we went, I was up in Washington, and, and uh, his wife wanted this, this custom Porsche, right? Beautiful, beautiful Porsche. She wanted it to match her Hummer, so, so they changed the paint color to match her. Anybody want problems like this? I mean, one problem, though. That, that Porsche was a stick shift. She didn't like it. I'm looking at some men rolling their eyes right now, like, are you kidding me? Right? So what did her husband do? Called Ferrari and had him put an automatic transmission in it for him. Obviously. Obviously. Right? Just, it makes sense. Why not? 
We'll just increase the value of the car by like $120,000 just for this one, just so you don't have to do that. Actually, I'll notice it's like paddles, but anyway. I remember being around all these people and doing all these things and experiencing all this stuff, and it was so cool. And then God said, I want you to go be a pastor. Now, remember my dad said, don't do that. Don't do it. Oh, it'll never work. What do you think he said when I called him and said, I'm going to give it all up (laughs) to go and pastor full time? Are you crazy? What is the matter with you? My multimillionaire mentor who came to my wedding, my, my dad's talking to him face-to-face at my wedding, and, and he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you associate with people like this. And then all of a sudden when God said, I want you to give it all up. I want you to give up your corporate job. I want you to give up your businesses. I want you to give it all up, and I want you to go after me. I want you to go, I want you to go and inherit this church that's $200,000 in debt and failing completely. I want you to inherit that, and, and I'm going to show you how good I am. My dad said, oh, that's crazy. Do not do that. You're going to struggle so much. Why would you do that? Now listen, you want to know what my response to him was? God told me. God told me. I watched him conquer the giant of starting my own business, and I'll watch him conquer the giant of starting a church. Me? Are you with me? Because when God speaks to you, it doesn't matter how big the giant is. Are you getting ready to start that new career because you have to? Listen, it's not a giant. You have a giant inside of you. You have a God who's living inside of you, who who watches over you, who gives you power, who walks with you. He's already seen the end. You're not done yet. Oh, my goodness. If there's breath in your lungs, there's purpose in your life. I haven't even got to my second point yet. We are going to, oh my gosh, let's see if we can do this. Zechariah 4, verse 6. Then he said to me, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force, nor by strength. Come on, how many of us are trying to force things? Trying to make it work on on our dime. We're trying to make it work on our intellect. But by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Verse 7, nothing, not even a mighty mountain will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it, may God bless it. You know what? People will try to talk you out of what God called you to do until you do it. And then they'll try to talk you into not doing the next thing he tells you to do. Listen, all well-meaning, come on. I know there's a bunch of moms at least in here that are just like my dad who would say, honey, don't do that. I don't want you to be disappointed. I wonder what would happen if our culture changed where we taught each other to seek the Lord. Because when my dad told me, don't, don't become a pastor, oh, don't do that. Hey, before, he wanted me to be a pastor. That's... I was a youth pastor before, and he was like, oh, you're going to be a pastor. I'm not a business owner. What are you doing? Now you're a business owner. Don't be a pastor. That's a terrible idea. Listen, when God speaks, the giant in front of you gets so much smaller, so much less of a big deal. It's not a big deal anymore because God said, 
God said it, so he makes the way. He foots the bill when you do what he told them to do. Are you with me? Oh, the Philistine? Go, get him. Take him. Not just that, you're going to be the king of all this. Just watch. Are you with me? This is David. Here's point number two. God gave me the weapons to win my battle. God gave me the weapons to win my battle. When God puts the battle in front of you, he gives you the weapons to win it. Anybody hear me? If somebody next to you is sleeping, just elbow them right now. This is, this, is, this is where we get to things. Come on. Come on. This is where things start to shift. When God calls you to the battle, he gives you the weapons to win it. Come on. In the middle of it, we got to trust God. God gave me the weapons to win my battle. Verse 41, Goliath walked out. Oh, you should have sat back in your bed, Goliath. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer. Come on. I mean, this guy's so pathetic, he has to have somebody else carry his shield. Turd. Verse 42, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Oh, come on. Seems impossible. Seems like it shouldn't work. Seems like the marriage should end. Seems like that business idea was just a, a pipe dream. Come on, somebody. Am I a dog? He roared at David. That you would come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Verse 44. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals, Goliath yelled. Come on, I love this movie. It's a good one. David replied to the Philistine. This little boy replied to the Philistine. He was like, of course, you're correct. I can't beat you. Look how big you are. You're scary. No. David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin. Remember, he came at him with a stick. My three-year-old does this to me all the time. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Oh, this is in my battle. This is God's battle. You came at him. You came at my, I'm just the messenger. You sent your little shield bearer out here holding your shield. But listen, I come in the name of the Lord. Do you know who my God is? The shield bearer is probably going, do you see this guy? Don't talk to him like that. Are you kidding me? I'm like the fourth shield bearer. The last three he ate. You know, like, come on. Today. Somebody say today. today. This is an important word. It's an important word because the, the giant you're, you're battling right now, I want you to say that word to him. Today. Today. Today the Lord will conquer you. Oh, I feel that. Somebody, somebody's going through something big. And you're looking at that giant in the face. Today the Lord will conquer you. Today the Lord will conquer you. Come on, somebody. Today the Lord will conquer you. And I will kill you and cut off your head. And when I give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. Gosh, I love this rated R stuff. It's so good. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know 
that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. Come on. Come on. That thing coming against you right now that seems so logical that it should overtake you, oh, it is so wrong. Today, today, God is going to overcome you. Today, depression, God is going to overcome you. Today, anxiety, God is going to overcome you. Today, financial distress, God is going to overcome you. Today, broken marriage, God is going to overcome you. My God is bigger. It's his battle. I know who he is. That's why I can shout so loud. Come on. I remember I would get all snarky when, when, I, when my dad was behind me, right? Oh, you, hey, don't, you don't come into my house like that. Hey, listen, my dad will take you out, right? Right? Anybody? Hey, my kids will get me in fights, you know what I'm saying, right? But there's, there's a confidence that comes when you know who your father is. There's a confidence that comes when you know how your father wins battles. There's a confidence that comes, right? When you're reading David and Goliath and it's not just some old story, but it's your life right here, right now, looking at your giants, going, listen, if the Bible was being written right now, am I going to be just one of the guys sitting on the sideline going, it's a big, bad Philistine, oh no, it's a big, bad giant, oh no. Or are we going to go, listen, no, no. Do you know who my God is? Do you know who Jesus is in my life? Do you know what he's got me through already? Listen, uh, last time that something got sent my way, God ripped its, ripped its jaw off. I, I mean, I beat the crud out of that last thing. Come on. Come on. Now, I, like I said, I know my dad meant well when he tried to talk me out of both things of what God did. But just like David said right here, the people standing here right now they're going to see how good God is. They're going to see how good God is. And in your own head, you might be going, I sure hope he shows how good he is right now. Like, I know he told me to go up against this, but I don't know how it's going to work out. Do we know the true weapons of warfare? Are we trying to make sure that we have the right tools for the fight ahead? Is the battle we're fighting one that God ordained? Come on. These are all great questions. Important questions as you live your life. Ephesians 6, verse 13 says, Therefore, somebody say therefore. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will, you will still be standing firm. Mm. Mm. You know what that doesn't say? It doesn't say if you put your trust in God that you won't have a battle. I think some of us, we, we go to church and we get, the, we get the, the warm fuzzies and feelings and it feels so good. Oh, you're like, oh, that was good. That was good. Oh, that made me feel good. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm ready to take on the week. And then the week starts and the battle begins. And you forgot to bring Jesus with you because HR says you're not allowed to talk about him. Come on. Come on. Listen, God put you in that office. God put you in that place because you're supposed to be his messenger. God put you in your family because you're supposed to be his messenger. His brothers thought he was crazy too. If you go back and read, his brothers are like, oh, I know what you came here for. You came here just to see the battle, didn't you? Get back and feed the sheep. What are you doing here? Oh, bringing us lunch. Uh-huh. I know what you're doing. You want to see some people get melee, right? 
You're just like Pastor Justin. You just like R-rated movies. That's what it is. Right? He's like, no. I'm listening to something I shouldn't be hearing. Why is everyone afraid to fight a battle that God already said will win? Come on. Somebody in your life right now is fighting a battle that God already said they'll win. He already said they'll win. You know why you're in their life? To remind them of that. You know why you're in their life? So that you can share this message on your social media. So that somebody who's going through something right now knows that they have everything they need to win the battle. They need to know. We need to remember what God has for us and how he's going to get us through. Amen? Amen. Point number three. Winning the battle is knowing the Lord. Winning the battle is knowing the Lord. Winning the battle is knowing the Lord. If you know God, if you have a personal relationship with God, it doesn't matter what's standing in front of you. It says mountains will be flattened down in front of you. These things that seem insurmountable, that seem impossible, when you know your God and you have a relationship with your God, nothing is impossible. Nothing. Nothing. If God said it's done, amen? If God said it's done, come on, somebody. Winning the battle is knowing the Lord. Romans 8.31. Let's get my worship team up here. Romans 8.31. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 32, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? If he gave his very best, why wouldn't he give you what you need right now to get through this next battle? Why wouldn't he take care of you in the middle of this if he wasn't willing to give up his very best? I know some of us, some of us are growing in our faith. And we haven't yet given our very best to God. But I'll tell you what, he's given his very best for you and for me. This isn't a guilt trip. Listen, I want you to live your life free. I want you to live your life on fire, full of passion, full of, full of vigor. Are you with me? I want, I want you to live your life to the fullest. That's what God's word says. I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. I want to bless you. Are you with me? That's our God. If you know him, you would know that. Then giving our all, we'd figure out that it wasn't our all in the beginning. From the very beginning. I loved what, 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 mm, hang on. Mm. Pastor Keith had shared up here when talking about tithing. That when we give our 10%, God lets us keep 90. Can I tell you something? We think that our 100% is a big deal. Come on. We think it is. Oh, man. I'm barely getting by. I'm getting what I need. and Oh, man, that's all I have. If God could show you spiritually that that was just a seed, that thing that's getting you by right now is a seed, It was never meant to get you by. Right? A lot of us are like, I can't afford to give 10%. 10%? How how do I do that? 
My largest bill isn't as big as 10%. 10%. See, when we trust God with what looks like a lot to us, it's just a seed. You put that seed in the block, in the bucket, in the, in the can, in the, in the ground. You put that seed in. And you say, God, I trust you. I'm going to believe for this battle. I'm going to believe that you're going to get me through. I'm going to believe that I'm going to see more. When you take what you don't have that's not enough now, you put the seed in and stop eating it. Come on, a lot of us eat our seed. Wonder why we don't have any fruit later. Come on. There goes half the church. I'm just trying to tell you the truth because if you have the truth, it'll set you free. If you under, The only thing is no one ever told you it was the seed. You thought you were supposed to eat it. Well, now you know better. Take the seed and give it to the Lord and say, Lord, make it more. Make it greater. Then when it comes and you had more than you had at 90%, than you had at 100, you can start to go, I have to come. I got I to gotta share my testimony of what God did. I, I, I didn't believe in this tithing thing. I thought it was just a bunch of crooked pastors trying to get money. But then I started to follow the Lord, follow His Word, and it's the only time He challenges us. Test me, it says. God never says to, he, he talks about not testing him in every other way. Don't test me. Come on. Just like every parent, don't test me. When I look at my kid, don't test me. Don't push, don't push that off the table. Don't you dare. Oh, right? He says, test me. Test me. See if I won't open the windows of heaven for you. See, winning the battle is knowing the Lord. See, when I've seen him move before, I'll watch him move again. I watched God move when we took this church on at 200 grand in the hole. And I watched Him turn it around. And I watched Him touch people's lives. And I watched Him build a church. I watched Him take things. Oh, and so you know what? When I look at things around me and they don't look the way I want them to look, I start going, God, here we go again. You're going to do it again. Oh, we're going to take it even farther than it was before. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord got me through that last time you're gonna get me through it this time and we're gonna go even further can i tell you something hanging out with all the millionaires and doing those things i never got to do what we got to do this last year last year we gave away over seventy thousand dollars as a church i got to hang out with millionaires and i never got to see that but i got to see a bunch of regular people. Come on. I'm as regular as they come. A bunch of regular people make a big impact. A big impact. When we're talking about praying, praying for 24 hours a day for kids to get rescued, you know what they're getting rescued in? A vehicle that we help pay for. Are you with me? We gave $20,000 towards a vehicle that saves children day in and day out. Kids who've been, been, been abused. Are you with me? In very terrible ways that I can't see on camera. Are you with me? Terrible, terrible ways. But they're picked up and saved by your generosity. Isn't that amazing? I didn't get to do that on a fantail of a yacht. I didn't get to do that looking at that new Ferrari. I didn't get to do that when I watched that, that Porsche drive off of the floor. I didn't get to do that. But I tell you what, when I get to hear the stories when those guys come back about this little girl who was shoved under a desk or some other thing, brutalized. And I get to know that we get to be a part of that fight. 
that as a church, we get to go and help save people. Now, listen, I know we're not all equipped to kick down doors and do all those things, but we're equipped to go step out in faith and believe God to move. And so when you stretch your faith, it stretches other people's faith. All of a sudden, when you start to believe God at His Word and you start to react to it and everybody around you says, don't do that, it's not going to work out well for you. What is, the, what is the church really spending it on anyways? Come on, I know I've heard it all. How are they spending the money? Oh, they bought a new computer. See, that's what it's all about. I promise you this, as long as I'm the pastor, it'll always become the people first and the stuff next. I promise you that. Because I care about it so much. I sat with my superintendent this week and I talked to him about it and I, I said, you know what, even if I got to get a second job to make all this stuff work, it's worth it. Are you with me? Come on. Because when you believe God at His Word, I can walk in with a stick and a sling and five rocks and I'm going to believe that God is going to make something happen. Amen? Amen? Because it's about Him. It's about His glory. He's going to get all the glory. Are you living your new norm yet? We're five weeks into this series. I could preach this series all year long. I could. Because we need that new norm. That norm where we step out of average, where we step out of mediocrity, and we step into who God says that we are. Because we all need it. I need it. Just when I think I've hit a new peak, I figure out it's just really a new valley. There's so much more to go. In the Marine Corps in boot camp, I remember going up, going up the mountain. You remember the mountain? A few of them. There's some of them I can't repeat their names. I remember going up this mountain, going through the crucible, and as you think you're about to get to the top, you just reach one plateau. You're like going up this thing, it feels like you're going straight up, 50 pounds on your back. You're like, I just want to get to the top and be done with this. Anybody feeling that right now? You got a mountain you're climbing? Just want to be done with this. You get to a plateau only to find it keeps going. (sighs) That devastating feeling. But when God is with you, when God is with you, you'll make it to the top. When God is with you, you can take another step. When God is with you, it's not time to give up yet. Come on. It's not time to give up yet. Reminds me of some old jokes that I can't tell at church. There's a lot of smart people in the military. Are you with me? I just didn't happen to be stationed with most of them. I'm just teasing. All my military guys, you know what I'm talking about. When we get bored, we do some of the stupidest things. But you know what the number one stupid thing is? Trying to go to battle without the Lord. It's the worst thing you could possibly do. To think you're smarter than God. When He says, test me in this, and we we decide, oh, I can't. You think you're smarter than God? Come on. I can't talk in front of people. You think you're smarter than God? Come on. He created you. He created you. He knows what He created. Can you imagine if if every time you pulled a cup out, out of your cabinet to get some water, it disagreed with you on holding water? 
We know what cups were created to do, to carry water. But you know what? You were, you were created to carry the Spirit of God. And so many of us keep pouring it out, saying, I'm not worthy, or they turn the cup upside down. I must be meant for something else. i got to be honest with you. God knows what you were created for. He created you for a purpose. And you're not worthless. You're not worthless. Amen? You're not worthless. As we close up the service, I'm believing that today's a breakthrough day for some of you. And who that will be is really up to you. Because you're here. You heard the same message that the person next to you heard. Maybe you're sleeping right now. Maybe you're you're excited. Wherever you're at, God can touch your life and change your life. And you can walk into Saul's office knowing what he can do. Come on. We're walking into that next season knowing what God can do. Knowing that he won't just get you through it, but you'll be a conqueror in it. Amen. Amen. Mm. If you're here this morning and you haven't yet given your life to God, like I said, that main point, winning the battle, is knowing the Lord. If you don't know the Lord, you've already lost. Already lost. If you've replaced the Lord with some sort of religious actions, well, I go to church every week or I watch church online every week, that's not enough got to know him because if you know him he can speak to you come on if you know him if you're connected to him he can start to do things through in and through your life don't replace him with some cheap copy of a religion okay i don't need religious people in our church i was talking to a pastor friend of mine and he said you know you you preach your church down if you're growing you're all the time you're doing the wrong thing you're not teaching anybody anything. You've got to teach them the hard things. So if your church is getting smaller, you're probably doing the right thing. That was a hard thing to hear. But I know it's true. Because people just want to hear what makes them feel good instead of learning how to overcome giants. If you just tell me I'm okay right in the middle of my circumstances and I don't have to change, oh, what a great church that would be, huh? You can just go hang out and they can give me a high five and a donut that's it well have a church slap me around well that was inappropriate how come he said that how can he do those things when you tell the truth you create warriors when you share the word of God you give people a different kind of faith where they start walking up to giants and start picking fights and when you slay giants and people watch you do it how did you do that how did you overcome that Let me introduce you to my best friend. Let me introduce you to Jesus. Because I couldn't do it on my own. But because he was with me, I was scared. Just like you. Just a boy with a stick and some rocks. But it's enough. Come on, somebody. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I think it's important that you have this moment with Jesus where you get real with Him.
Are you going all out or are you just getting by? My prayer is is that something shifts inside of you this morning. That that new norm starts today where all of a sudden who you used to be, you used to be. It's done. It's the past. Stepped over a line in the concrete. God made me brand new. And if that's not your reality here this morning, I want that to be your reality walking out of this room. That's what we do all of this for. To see somebody change and transformed. The powerful man, the powerful woman that you are. So if that's you this morning, you're like, I want that. That's what I want. I want that to be my truth. It hasn't been so far, but I want it to be now. If that's you, again, with every head bowed and every eye closed, between you and Jesus, I want you to raise your hand and say, that's me. I want the real deal. I want a real relationship with God. Shifting right here, brother. I see you. Shifting right here. It's just admitting it. I'm going to be made brand new. Oh, I've been doing all the religious acts. It hasn't got me anywhere so far. Maybe it's time to stop changing from the outside in and start changing from the inside out. Who else is that? You're ready to break that. The ceiling can come off right now. The ceiling in your thinking, the ceiling in your abilities, the ceiling in your addictions, that ceiling can come off right now. Put your hand in the air. Say, God, I can't do it by myself. I need you. I see that couple of you. For those of you watching online, if that's you, if you're sitting in your living room or you're driving in your car with tears streaming down your face, God has purpose for your life. This is your moment. And you want to pray something like this. Say, God, please forgive me for trying to do it all alone trying to do it in my own power and in my own strength. Bringing worldly weapons against a God-sized war. Father, I leave it all in your hands this morning. I ask that you'd forgive me of my sin. Make me brand new. Rip the ceiling off of my thinking so that I can walk with you the rest of the days of my life. God, I give you permission to change me from the inside out. Work on the deepest, darkest parts of my heart. Repair me, Lord. And you define who I am. I want to be what you made me to be instead of what I've been pretending to be. I give my life to you, Jesus. Today, 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 today that giant falls, today. In the name of Jesus we pray, all God's people said, amen. Stand to your feet, let's worship together for just a moment.
not gonna do it today how oh, I'm breaking through these chains how oh, you never fail yet come on Father, we thank you that you don't fail us. We haven't failed. We're just coming on the other side of success. Come on. Here it comes. Here comes that breakthrough. Just took an extra step of faith. That paper-thin wall that looked so big and so hard to penetrate. Just walk right through it. Because your promise still stands. And you're faithful. You're faithful, God. You're faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. It's not time to quit. It's time to walk. Come on. That uncircumcised Philistine. It's time for that R-rated movie to happen to your giants right now. It's taking them down. Proving who God is. Everybody who's standing around watching, they're going to see how good God is. Oh, man, as I step out in faith, I know that God will catch me. Because I step out in faith and I watch God catch me, everyone will see it and they will know that there is a God in heaven who is in my life and He is real. Because you never fail me yet. <laughs> I've seen you move. Come on. Can you do that one for me? I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I see you do it again You made a way When there was no way And I believe I see you do it again You move the mountains I believe And I believe I see you do it again 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 dare somebody to say that it's impossible I dare you giants are falling right now today 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 everybody shaking in their boots is going to start cheering for you as you take off the head of your giants with their own sword Amen. Come on, somebody lift up a shout in this place. Amen. Amen. We are at the end of January 2022. That's crazy. 
I'll see you next month. Right? If you hadn't seen your giving statements, go check your email again because I sent them to you. All right? <clears throat> Some of you that I have your paper ones here if you'd like them. Um, so come and see me. But uh, for those of you, most of it's on your, on your email. Get your taxes done. Be a good steward of all that stuff. <sighs> Get your kids to youth. Get your kids to youth. Get them to youth. I know they might not want to right away. They need it, even if the seeds just get in there. They might not produce fruit in the next year, the next two years, but I promise you, in their 20s, their 30s, they're going to remember that word was in there. They're going to remember what God, who God says that they are. And these awesome leaders that I have here that serve in youth, they're going to do everything they can to make sure that they know the word of God and who God says that they are. Because one day they're going to need to remember it. So get your kids in youth. Get them to camp. Get them to camp. There's something that happens at camp, you guys. I know, I know when you look at it, you're like, oh, it's expensive. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Get them to camp. All right? We love you. Have an amazing week. Bring somebody to church next week. That's your job. Bring them to church next week because God's got a word for them. Amen? Come on. Thomas still stands. Great is your faithfulness.
Build your church. Build your church. Build it from the ground up. It's your church. Build your church. Build your church. Build it from the ground up. It's your church. Build your church. Build your church. Build it from the ground up. It's your church. Build your church. Build your church. Build it from the ground up. It's your church. Build your church